How do you win on social? How do you beat the algorithms and break through? How do you know what channels to be on? And how do you become the industry leader using social? In this podcast, we'll help you answer those questions. From channels to high-level strategy, we cover it. Handing you the playbook of how to win on social. Okay, welcome to the first official live podcast episode of the Winning on Social podcast. I said podcast twice then, but we'll move on. Um, So um, this is basically, just for those that are new to this and for those that haven't listened to the podcast before, we have already done up until now, I think it's five episodes. I I could be stand corrected there, but I I think it's five that we've done. Talking about social, talking about video, or from a B2B perspective. Um, And what we're now doing is we're turning it into a weekly live session, Um, this being the first one. So every session, we're going to talk about kind of have, you know, have a live audience on board where you can ask questions, all things social and all things video when it comes to B2B. Um, So we're going to be covering a lot of ground every single week, we're going to use this first session as a kind of introduction to i guess our thoughts on it and the general state of you know b2b video and where everything's at just kind of set the set the set the foundations and then each week we'll tackle an individual uh topic um when it comes to video social it could be youtube it could be short form video um and we'll really get into the details um so as we go through these um feel free to actually on a weekly basis join the live sessions so you can ask live questions um all all information there and we'll maybe talk about it more at the end all information will be included uh if you're listening to this podcast on spotify also on linkedin um or just reach out to us directly um on linkedin to get that live link but anyway Without further ado, let's get into this first live session. So I think to set to set the ground, Sergey, I think where we want to start with this is, I guess like the biggest the biggest hurdles at the minute and the biggest challenges when it comes to B2B yeah. video. And why, you know, even though I think it's starting to pick it pick its pace up now, like why is it why is this still very much like a one-off activity for B2B companies? Like, why is it not really like a consistent thing that companies do and produce when they know it's Yeah, it, absolutely. And and by the way, guys, we'll actually have the live event with one click to join. So you won't have to register with the moment yeah. you sign up the first time. So that will be a lot easier. Uh, we will talk about us after this first question, because we, are, we obviously want to know a little bit more about the background, which we will cover, but starting starting yeah. with the question as the way we like it, is the biggest challenge that um, I have seen is the disconnect between a co- general content engine that you have already running, which is most of the time, is the stuff that you're doing on a recurring basis. Blogs, articles, social posts, newsletter, uh, whatever you already have built, you maybe have a framework around it, maybe you have already your content plan around it. The video usually comes as an afterthought, as a one-off, as an isolated project, and it's not in sync with your current funnel, it's not in sync with what you're doing on a repeatable basis. And then it's mostly like, oh, we have this idea for the video, let's do it. And then let's see how we could fit that in to what we're already doing. But it's but the frequency is not there. It's just, it happens quite rarely. 
And that's like a big disconnect because we know video builds trust significantly quicker than you're doing with a written content. People want to see you, people want to hear from you. And um, if you're doing that on a repeatable basis in the format that resonates with your audience, that's great. But most of the time, video plan, if one exists versus your existing content strategy plan, which most of the time is based on written, exists in two parallel universe. And in reality or in in ideally it should be in sync mm. why don't why and and in fact before i ask this next point let is let's just cover who we are so the audience have got that context for these live yes. sessions so so again i'll hand it quickly over to you first um and then we'll kind of juice myself totally so what we in terms of uh, my background i've been working in marketing for many many years um, i started in general marketing i've done demand generation i ran ad campaigns i've sent a lot of emails um, i did marketing operations uh, specifically focusing on salesforce hubspot and parda uh, know a lot about the workflows and how to build that and then i went into content marketing a few years ago and uh, I've worked on video content. Uh, I've done a lot of lots of podcasts, hundreds of podcast production, um, and I've written social posts for LinkedIn. But then I've also started my own YouTube creator part, creating videos for YouTube, creating videos for TikTok, primarily reporting on the war. Uh, and, and that's just a completely different mindset in terms of how you create material uh, for for the B2C effectively audience, which we will, I'm sure, talk about later. Um, but that's uh, but that's me, Joe, uh, your turn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so kind of, of again, we've, we've got we've got similar backgrounds. Um, so, yes. you know, again, a lot. I produce a lot of B2B podcasts at this point, probably, again, hundreds similar to you. Um, yeah. So a ton of experience in that space. Again, with like social videos. So a lot of kind of short form video. That's where a lot of, I guess, my expertise has built up um, in the last year, two years. Um, so, you know, how do you create for LinkedIn? How do you create for other channels, up and coming channels like TikTok, especially in B2B, um, and just these more up and coming uh, channels? So, yeah, he and heavy and social and repurposing. And yeah, yeah. So, a ton of, yeah, that's why I kind of book it short form video. So, kind of scripted and then repurposed, repurposed content. So, helping companies do that. And we've now kind of just context for the audience, both co founders of Sway. So, we're now bringing that all together. Um, exactly. This is an ad. So, let's get back into the, uh, let's, Let's 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 get back into the content. So, totally. on that um, on that point, then, so the, this this disconnect, right? How why do you think this disconnect exists? Like, why is it that video and written content, like, why is there such a big um, you know disconnect there? And like, why don't why don't teams kind of from the get go think, okay, we're doing this written content, why don't we do video? as an amplifier to this? Like, why is it, why is it such a separate thing and why are they two very separate activities? It's because uh, the short answer is because there's a perception uh, for a good reason that the video is very hard to do. And videos traditionally, and we've talked about it for a little bit, but we'll talk about a hell lot more uh, about it. Videos in B2B have traditionally been done by filmmaker style people. And filmmaker style people, they charge a lot of money it takes forever to get them to get the video out and they focus uh, more about on visual elements of the video color correction angles number of frames things that rarely matter for as as an engagement and as a consumption for uh, because they they focus on oh this looks really nice this looks very smooth there's a good soundtrack in the background and it costs a lot of money and it and it should based on the workflow that they are executing but if you are a marketer 
or I would say rather a content creator, you absolutely look at those things as well, but you need to be pumping out content. You need to be seen, you need to be building trust. So it's not, it's less about the frames. It's more about the delivery. It's more about the presentation. It's more about the storytelling uh, versus, versus filmmaking. And so because in B2B filmmakers, we're doing a lot of videos that, that cost a lot, there's the perception, oh, it takes an incredible amount of resources to make the video. We only can make a few and that's where we, that's where we are. So this is the big disconnect that happened so far. And then on the other end, uh, some B2B companies experimented with very, very cheap 10, 15, $50 videos per pop uh, done by people either on Fiverr or on Upwork and mostly done for LinkedIn video or for TikTok and those kinds of channels. But that's on the other spectrum, which also comes with a lot of downsides, uh, primarily not having too much creative, not understanding how to make the good video and the skill set. Marketing teams primarily have the skill set in written content. Content managers, content leads, they, they've been dealing with written content and the skill set for video to understand what makes a really good engagement video. Wildly different. Exactly. Yeah. So how do they, you know, like thinking about, I guess, bridging this gap and like as, as, a, as, a, as a starting place for video? Because I, I, I can imagine, you know, okay, we want to start to like unsilo you know, these, these two things we want to, you know, bring kind of bring video into the mix of our written content and figure out a way to link the two, like where, where, where should you start with that? And I, I understand it's quite contextual to, to the company. I, I, you know, obviously that, that point's important, but if you were thinking about like, what are like the lowest hanging fruit pieces of content that we can start with video content wise, what would those be just for the, you know? Yeah. The easiest uh, thing uh, to look at is, well, you want to look at how you could build your video into a repurposing strategy mm. because you're very likely, like most of us and like you should, be running repurposing strategy because you spend a ton of time creating those ultimate guides, those best pieces, long-form pieces that rank well on Google that people yep. want to read. You're repurposing them into something else. How could you do use video and slot in use that and slot it into this uh, repurposing strategy? This would be the first thing to look at. Um, ultimately, you want to build the whole uh, framework for creating video uh, that is repeatable, that has frequency, but it also has cost to cost to benefit. That is that is reasonable. That doesn't cost you five thousand dollars a piece. Yes, um, and, and you, you definitely want to look at that. And just to clarify, when you say repurposing, you're not just strictly talking about direct repurposing, where you're taking for for example a podcast or webinar and creating clips. You're like more specifically talking about. How can we just take this great piece of content and then almost redo it in a video way? Correct? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, and yeah. it, it's exactly because a lot of B2B companies have done repurposing. They have mm. a webinar uh, and they they did make it in shorter bits. But that comes with a lot of challenges because webinars by itself in general are quite boring. They're they are very informative. They, they bring a lot of value, but but they are long, they're low energy, and they're not yeah. the most engaging things to listen to. They're not so made to be turned into a two-minute clip, right? They're not made yes. to be turned into a two, yeah. You could still do it. It's better than nothing, but there is a much more uh, value to be gained if you are repurposing, if you're taking your written content and summarizing it in a video format that is presenter-driven or driven by somebody who really is able to explain it in, in the engaging way and give the same amount of value as your written content, but in a shorter way, in a visual way. Um, and few companies are starting to understand that. Um, so I think the job of the B2B companies figure out how they could do that 
at scale in what format ideally would they be using and by format i mean is this uh, is this voiceover is this some kind of an animation video is this just a video that is pr primarily focused on the person on the presenter with some visual elements here and there that all really depends on your business it all depends yeah. on the amount of resources that you want to put in uh, mm -hmm. the frequency that will be required to so then you could sell more because obviously we're looking at the bottom line where do you need to build trust you want to look at the at your marketing funnel uh, and and that's another question that i think we'll cover later uh, but uh, there's a lot of bits there's no just one one single way that you should do it but if you were to just in general think about it then yeah it would be just repurposing it uh, by creating native first video scripts mm. got it Here's a question though. I've I've seen this uh, little kind of mini. I had a little mini debate with someone the other day on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. um, and it was on this piece of he was talking about repurposing. You know, they've got I think as a he's a content marketing manager at this B two B SaaS. They've just started a podcast, and his whole point was you know repurposing clips are great um, because they feel more authentic than just like scripted videos, right? Like, and we were kind of. You know, having this kind of discussion about Fantastic it. Fantastic point. Um, and he was, you know, and he he raised the point that when you repurpose something, so you, you take a clip from a podcast, you take mm -hmm. a clip from a webinar, it feels more authentic, right? Versus when you script something, you lose that authenticity. So, Sergey, I know you've got a fiery answer. <laughs> well, it is. It's well, it's not true. That's not true. <laughs> uh, and, and and this is and this is a fallacy. This is a uh, this is a brilliant point that uh, is, is such an amazing one to explore, but it's a fallacy because authenticity is not created by scripting or not scripting. Authenticity is based on how comfortable you are on camera and are you being yourself? Do you have your own style? Do you have the energy to be in the video? Um, and, and that is the primary thing that creates authenticity. Um, there's also, and, and of course, it, the script does matter. If it's a poorly written script, if you take your written content without modifying it, that is SEO heavily optimized, and you say five words insight in the same sentence, it would look awful. Like you could have the style, you could have everything, but it would be weird. You absolutely, it does matter to have the video script first and writing video script first versus writing articles completely different skill set, uh, very, very different. Uh, and we, we could talk about that on, on, a, on another episode because that's another, it's almost like another uh, beast science, beast, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, but authenticity is, it's more important to be engaging um, and authentic. If you're comfortable on camera, if you've done a lot of these episodes, you by definition will be authentic. Uh, what matters is engagement. If you are speaking for an hour, if you've been caught in a low energy moment, which most of the webinars are, yes, it's authentic. Do people really stop in scrolling and they 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 watch it, or do they just stop looking at the article and watch the video? A lot of times, no, because your piece of content is always competing with so many other alternatives that people can be doing. Uh, so uh, authenticity is is a bit of a trap. It's a really weird fallacy, isn't it? Because like you'd think. You know, when you're when you when you have a guest on a webinar or a guest on a podcast, like nine times out of ten, you know, they're pretty uncomfortable. Like I've been on a lot of podcasts and they're like, you know, it's they they're like trying to perfect every sentence, they're Always. you know, not using any, for example, any curse words. It's like it's really this like heavily like, you know, dusted down 
uh, you know, version of this person that you're seeing. So it's like when people say that, it's like, well, yeah, but you're, you've got this person who probably isn't that good on camera because they don't do it very often. And they're also like trying to be very proper and corporate. It's mm -hmm. like, is that really authentic? I don't think it is. No. Um, you know, versus having someone who's, you know, uh, a really, you know, very often in front of camera, um, you know, the professional professional actor um, it just makes so much more sense. Right? It makes that, a big difference, yeah. and especially yeah. you, you observe, and I'm sure uh, you, you've been creating content, uh, our audience has been creating content for a while, you observe a few minutes before the webinar starts, the, per, the way that, that your guests are behaving, they're like having great fun, they're joking, they're laughing, they're drinking. The record starts and it just stops. <laughs> the person just dies. It's like they, 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 they die inside. It's like what happened? It, it, they're just getting smaller and smaller. Because because everybody's watching and 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 their mom, uh, maybe not their mom, but you know, there's people watching. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? And 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 that's an unfortunate thing. And and that's the opposite to authenticity. How do you change that? Uh, well, I don't think you need to change that in a way because webinar, like all of these things, is useful. That's why we do it. It makes sense. It works for your funnel. It works for your business, especially if you've been doing it for a while. You don't want to be necessarily changing that. What you want to do is to look at your funnel and to look at what could you improve and where could you add highly engaged video to move the needle. Is this sales enablement? Is this a top of the funnel that explains high level concepts of you're in a cybersecurity company? That's an example we particularly like to bring up. Uh, what is cybersecurity? Maybe, maybe, because I don't know, uh, most of us don't know what cybersecurity is. Uh, I have no idea. Like, could you explain that? Maybe, perhaps you, you could start there. Or do you need to talk about this company that used your cybersecurity product uh, and have like a remote first video case study with a presenter and a person who has been, you know, client facing and dealing with you, right? So that's just another format, a hybrid that you can do. Um, so, so there's no, no no right answer, but but the webinar is um, it's just one way you could do it, and sometimes it's not the most uh, not the most fun to listen to, and 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 you know because if you have your webinars on YouTube. You go into Google Ana YouTube Analytics and you look at the retention for that specific video, and you will only YouTube only show it to you if you have enough views and hours. Um, then you will see the drop off is is massive. Yeah, on this on this point of like authenticity, because I think the next point I'll bring up is, is something that we hear a lot, and it's something I've heard a billion times at this point, which is, you know, the people that are appearing in our videos, right? They need to be internal. Right, it's this whole kind of yes. like personal brand yes. conversation that comes yes. up a lot of the minute. It feels like we're at like personal brand peak on LinkedIn right now. Um, you know, everyone's starting to build a personal brand. I mean, and this is kind of a, a separate conversation about should you or shouldn't you. But on this point of you know the people that are appearing in our videos, appearing in our long form, short form, whatever, whatever the you know the, the form of video is, they need to be internal because if they're not, we're going to lose those like you know personal branding benefits right if it's like an external actor it's not going to again it's not going to feel authentic which kind of goes the goes to what we talked about just there but yeah. i think it's a bit of a different different point so I'm, I'm keen to hear what you think yeah i think there's um well first and foremost uh the stuff that we see and consume on linkedin is a very small little bubble that uh, is not does not represent the reality of the market. The market is so much bigger with so many people who never post anything on LinkedIn, and that's really important because because that could that could be a trap. 
That could be a trap that creates a bias saying, oh, we should be doing this. That's just one thing to keep in mind. The other one is the way that the company grows. Uh, most of the companies, most of B2B companies uh, have been growing by using brand first model. They push their brand. They talk, They speak from the brand perspective. Their brand dominates the conversation, the assets and everything. And, and that's just the normal way how most of the companies have done business. Recently, over the last few years, this model of personal branding emerged, which changes how it's done. It's usually CEO, it could be the founder, it could be co-founder, and maybe a few other people in a senior leadership team who are super active on social, primarily mm -hmm. on LinkedIn, maybe on Twitter or other platforms. Yeah. They drive most of the business. They are public facing, they have their personal brand. So their personal brand drives company growth. It's a model, it's a very effective model. It's a model that is more direct to uh, to customer uh, and it works very well. Um, and it yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean that um, it's it's uh, the way to go because it really depends on on mm. a bunch of factors which we'll get get into. Is one this is kind of a separate point and I'll, I'll I'll come back off it. But like it's one I'd argue that is a model that suits service businesses and agencies far more than it suits product businesses. Um, yes. and that's a whole of a point in, in and of itself that I can make in a in a separate podcast episode or another live. Um, but I don't I don't think that, that gets talked about enough in this whole personal brand. It tends to be always catered to service businesses and agencies versus product yeah. businesses. And but you know, it's, yeah. So. And that's why, guys, we call this episode an overview, not an in-depth session, because we can't <laughs> yeah. cover possibly everything in, in, 20, in 30 minutes. There's already, there's already like 10 different topics that I'm like, we need to do this. <laughs> uh, cool. Okay. Exactly. Um, but, but just to go back, yeah. Joe, just to yeah. go back to, to explain, uh, in terms yeah. of personal, uh, personal uh, brand model, it could work. It really depends. And I'll give a very short answer. It really depends yeah. on people who want to be doing one, yeah. uh, who have the time to do it and to have enough resources to do it because doing personal yeah. brand right requires Crazy. a massive amount of time and yeah. and and, and serious lift serious lift serious commitment you're not there just to post on tuesday at 9 a.m you've got to be there every day for 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 months and months and months and months most of the execs or people who are on a leadership team number one they don't want to do it number two they don't have the time to do it even if they want to mm. so so that's just and that's even constraint. And that's even just sorry, just inject there, but like that's that's a, that's even another problem, right? Which is you don't want to, you know, you, you do get some execs that do, yeah, I'll do it, but then they they kind of, you know, they half exactly. ass it, they exactly. half ass it, right? And then what happens is the videos aren't that good because again, it's kind of being half assed, you know, they yep. post kind of infrequently, it's been half assed, um, and that's the I say that's even worse, right? Because it's like a slow burner of a strategy, it just goes on and on and on, but it you never nothing's traction you know there's the track it's it, nothing's ever really happening right it's and, just and then they, of... they look at it and say oh it doesn't work of course it doesn't of course it doesn't yeah. work yeah but yeah, then yeah. but then on yeah. the on, on the point of of uh, of actors uh, versus should you be using internal people versus external people uh give, i'll give a very short answer because it's, it's another big topic yeah people change jobs if we look at the average time people spend in the company is it a year a year and a half is this long enough for to have to have that uh, desire uh, for a certain face to represent your company, 
I would argue, we would argue probably not. Not for everybody. There's certain, obviously there are certain exceptions. There are certain people who are really important that are close to the product, your CTO, maybe your VP of product, maybe it's your CEO. And, and yes, they absolutely should be on video. But in majority of the cases, if it's done by an actor with a personality, with a, with a, with a look that fits your company brand, that fits your company language, that knows how to speak on camera, you would very likely get better results than if you were 100%. to do it with internal people who never done on things on camera, who are a little bit more scared and who are shrinking with every second as recording is going on. So that's a short answer. Uh, and we could talk about that more a little bit and later. Just to, just to give an example of this, um, I, I'd, I'd urge everyone after this, after you've finished listening to this, go to LinkedIn and type in a company called Lavender. Um, I think this is like a really strong example of this. Um, oh, I think awesome. for the last... For the last three or four months, they've been using uh, as part of like a lot of their marketing almost daily now, um, this this character that they call Lavender Joe, who is a professional actor who appears, you know, they filmed a lot of like marketing videos with him, you know, kind of entertainment, funny, funny sales related videos. And they're brilliant, right? And if you compare it to yeah. a lot of other what I'd call kind of like personal brand, um, you know, or internal creators, um, you know, from other companies, it's a million times better, Absolutely. right? Because it's it's like the guy is, you know, he's, again, he's a professional actor, so of course he's good on camera. Like it's the videos are great, and I watch all of them because it's it's good content, and he's really good on video. And I think it's it's, it's we some I think we've we've in certain areas of the B two B community we've we've jumped to this idea that like acting is like you know having external people to appear in your content. It's somehow going to make it inauthentic and, you know, all of these these words and conversations. But I just don't think it's true. Um, yeah. And, and that's that's a one spectrum. It's a brilliant example. And that's like the top of the top of the funnel that you that 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 and it works real well on the other spectrum. Uh, a, a great example is this company, which is has like the most weird, the weirdest name in the world is, mm-hmm. you know, that company is, that, uh, mm-hmm. is it they, are they the Zoom zoom like but they yes yeah, like, yes yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, this yeah. presentation company that works kind of yes. like zoom but it's way cooler so that was back in during the lockdown their ceo who is absolutely an awesome guy he did an overview of the app and uh, he's he has done it absolutely brilliantly obviously this is the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of the funnel the guy who is actually he's a great he has this character he has a really great presentation and of course he built the product he knows everything so it absolutely makes sense to have him instead of an actor who is not as closely connected to the product even if you're losing a little bit on the engagement you you want especially if you're introducing the product uh, and if you're showing technical capabilities it makes sense to have somebody internally top of the funnel um, if it makes sense, you don't necessarily have to have those. Mm. I'd say funnel. top of the I say top of the funnel, with the only exception of like, for example, say like a long form podcast or like a long form piece where you actually probably do need that like deep subject matter expert. I you know, i.e. the CEO, a founder, someone who was on that founding, you know, the VP of product, X Y Z, just so you can have that like technical expertise over a long conversation. But I think basically for any of a top of the funnel piece of content you really should be slanting more towards you know an external someone who's ex- an external actor who's really good on camera um, unless will, unless yeah. exactly exactly unless your podcast is primarily interview based and you have like a rock star who's really good at interviewing so they are not actually bringing their own personal statements they're just asking questions so it's like that 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 format could technically work 
but but again, really depends on your business and what you're doing right now with your content that needs to be looked at. Uh, because for example, if you have a BDR or an SDR, uh, their expertise on product, they flame out in 10, 15 minutes of the conversation most of the time. And that they're not supposed to go further. Then you have like another uh, afterburner called AE or maybe like a product product person yeah. who would be assisting you. Here's a fun little side question that I've just, I don't know, just popped into my head given that example of Lavender Joe. Do you think um, if you if you do bring in like an external actor that's appearing in consistently appearing in lots of your content, should you try and like brand them? You know, should they should, should they almost become like a a brand, uh, you know, a brand mascot for your company? Like you know, giving them like a almost like a character name. Does that make sense? It's just it's just you know, uh, it it could it could be potentially an option if you're planning mm. on engaging with them for a while. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that, that, yeah, 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 yeah. That absolutely could work. Absolutely could work. Uh, you have, uh, and, and, and that really depends on, I would say, probably on a lot of resources. Like, you know, if we go back to Apple, again, uh, it's, an, it's a giant uh, of giants, but you have uh, Mac versus PC, the guy who represented, uh, it's an ad example, but still driven by actors. You have a guy who represented a Mac, a cool guy in yeah. jeans, shirt. Uh, that's the character that is associated with a Mac because they've been running this campaign for a long time. Um, so, so it does make sense. It could work potentially uh, if you're planning on running like a longer series and it and it makes sense. Um, there's a company which is funny because they're cybersecurity. They, they have this uh, characters of puppets. Uh, they're from the UK. And I loved it that, that mm-hmm. they have a few puppets and puppets yeah. represent their brand. Uh, and they make it really uh, funny and, and explain easily what cybersecurity is. Um, so, so you, you could you could have it as an actor. You could have it as a as a character. Um, I think Salesforce uses another character. It's not a it's not a human. I forgot the, what it is. But but it's also they have a little bit of a, a little creature that represents their uh, that that pops up uh, on their trainings and everything. Um, but but actor could work. I just I noticed you said the point, uh, or you, you you said series there. Obviously, this has been a bit of a something that we think a lot about. You know series versus no series do you, should you should should you be creating a series with your video content how do you even define a series right i think people define this in a, in a million different ways like what actually is a series what what are your thoughts on this um what let, yeah. let's 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 first start with defining how do you define what a series is in a, your a series a series mind? is it's a, a certain number of pieces of content that is unified by one theme uh, there's a, there's a certain theme around uh, uh, around that it goes across all all the pieces of content yeah. that uh, that 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 has this continuation uh, uh, with with every piece. Um, a series it, it's um, you know with a Netflix or a TV like any TV show is is essentially serious. Uh, you could have a series on a topic uh, what is cybersecurity, for example, and then there because there are so many subtopics. Um, but yeah. ideally, your your theme is is not quite as generic. It is more connected to your business. It is more connected to your uh, unique identifier, mm. unique uh, uniqueness as as a company, yeah. um, and it has the creative component in it. Um, but but it's also based on on a topic uh, on the topic that you want to speak about all for for a while um, and. Uh, and then it's it's six pieces, maybe ten pieces, maybe fifteen, depending, of course, on what it is, how long it is, how in depth it is. Uh, but but a series that's something that is unified around one or two themes um, and and pushed out for uh, a, 
not just like a week, but for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. So it's unified by a theme. Does that mean in your mind that it has to be like branded around the same name? So for example, like, you know, cybersecurity 101, and then there's 15 videos, like almost I'm imagining it in, in a playlist or can it just be, this is, this is a theme that we want to create content around and we're going to kind of do it on this consistent cadence, but like, it doesn't necessarily have to be branded under one name. I'm just, I'm raising this because I know that people, when they think about a series, they must yeah. think about like a, an actual, like an act, you know, like almost like a Netflix series where it's just like one name. Is that how you think about it? Or can, can it be? It doesn't have to that? be. It doesn't have to be. No, not, not at all. It doesn't have to be. I wouldn't overcomplicate it because um, I think, I mean, you could, you could make it really complicated. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but, it, but, but, yeah. but I think it, it doesn't have to necessarily go for, for a unified branding because if you want to go for unified branding, then you need to get another two months of approval cycles and you get into that stuff when it, it, it never ships. Uh, and obviously we we don't promote that. I think our, our philosophy is just like, let's just push this thing out. Ship quick. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, 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 so that, 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 that ser- it could be great if you are making it as, as, as a branded series, but if it prevents you from putting it out, uh, nothing matters as the stuff that is live that is being consumed right now on your website or your blog or based on all your seo juice that you have so uh, that's what actually turns your turns those folks who are just reading to customers eventually uh, so the sooner that engine is working and especially i'm speaking on the video front uh, because all it's already working for you on the written front then uh, that that's that's what would move the needle faster than than the branding branding is a great component I think it absolutely makes sense, especially if you have a really cool creative idea that you want to execute. Uh, but uh, it's also like how how much time it will take to put it out. Hundred percent makes sense. Well, I think that's. It feels like we've covered a ton of ground in the last kind of 30, 30 minutes or so. Um, the way I'm thinking that we spend the next few minutes is just giving and setting up some context for the next set of lives um, for people listening. So just kind of on a topic front what to expect um and then just like a final wrap up um so i think i mean just just for context on my side i think going forward we've got as i mentioned at the start we'll have a week on a week by week basis we'll try and tackle probably one or two subjects just so we can kind of get a bit more depth um with 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 the conversation um and we can really dig into some things Um, but the plan is that we'll have one topic but then you know, during during these lives going forward, um, feel free to ask any questions as we're going through, um, and we'll kind of pick it out and and hop onto that. Um, so we kind of want it we want it to be driven by you guys, is I guess is the point. You know, the conversations not really want to we don't really want it to be driven completely by us, but more your questions and you know how we can kind of best answer exactly. it. So, so yeah. Yeah, if there's any, anything that you yeah. guys have any questions, uh, we will we, we can easily make a topic on it and just mostly focusing on one area more in depth. So you you, you get practical examples versus yeah. just like general concepts of that's great. What do I do with it? Because yeah. uh, I think it's about like how do you apply it? Yeah, awesome. Well, this has been a really good first session. Um, we've again, like I said, covered covered a ton of ground, um, and so yeah, we will we will see you guys next Thursday. Um, or whenever you're listening to this, the upcoming Thursday, join the weekly session, join the live. See you there soon. you go, guys. Uh, we'll see you soon.